0: Welcome to this fourth episode of our Construction Law Masters podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Chantelle-Amy Dorius, QC, who's the head of Acton Chambers, one of the leading technology and construction engineering sets of Barristers' Chambers in London. As well as one of the most highly regarded construction silks of a generation, Chantelle-Amy was also Chair of the Bar Council of England and Wales, the representative body of Barristers' profession. She also has a wide-ranging practice in domestic and international commercial dispute resolution with particular emphasis on energy and natural resources, construction, engineering, infrastructure projects, joint ventures, professional negligence, shipbuilding and IT and telecommunications projects. So Chantal Ami, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, pleasure. So I think it almost goes without saying, but I think the starting point must be, how have you and your colleagues been faring over the last five months?
1: Five months, when I hear you mention that time period, it sort of (laughs) really brings it home. It's hard to believe it's been five months since we all respectively effectively went into lockdown i recall taking the decision to close the building you know atkin chambers and um it's not something you ever think you're going to have to do but it's been an interesting period i think in the early days obviously like other businesses and uh, organizations we were uh, extremely concerned it was a tough time not knowing how it was going to play out and you know, we went through, as I'm sure any other organisation did, the various permutations in terms of impact on work. Professionally, the most immediate impact was, predictably, the loss of hearings, and obviously, being being barristers and and primarily advocates, um, most of our diaries' uh, time is taken up either with hearings or prep for hearings, and so that was obviously in the immediate aftermath of that lockdown decision uh, a challenge. But in fact. We've been pretty fortunate, I think, as you know, over this time period of, as you say, of about five months. In fact, from a professional perspective, the work that has been deferred, by which I mean obviously the court or arbitration hearings that would have happened, has been replaced with other work with um, obviously clients who are also dealing with the consequences of COVID and who are looking for advice. So, professionally. From a, I suppose, financial perspective, we've so far been, you know, I would say relatively fortunate, but there are challenges around working in that climate. We were lucky, again, we invested in a new telecom system about a year ago, probably not with any foresight in terms of where we have ended up, but simply as something that was necessary at the time. And I think recognizing already then the increasing shift towards the challenges or the opportunities to promote propose brought about through telecommunications, virtual hearings, et cetera. And so we were lucky that we had a system in place that meant that when we shut the building down, the physical building, we were able to move pretty much straight into, within about 48 hours, a fully functioning remote building or remote chambers. Um, And that's made a huge difference, I think, to our ability to work for our clients and provide the sort of services that, that they had expected and were expecting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if I could just move on perhaps to, we talked a bit about the pressures of COVID in terms of people having to work at home and dealing with childcare, children not being at school and what have you. There's obviously been a lot of talk about mental health in the big profession. How do you think the bar has been coping with that overall? You know, is there more to be done or what are your views on that? just from our perspective as a firm, for example, it's become a very important issue and we put a lot of of support in place for people who uh, may be struggling at this time.
1: I think it's undoubtedly an important issue. And I think before you come on to deal with COVID, just looking at the professions, both the bar and solicitors, pretty high pressured. I mean, certainly from the bar's perspective, the very things that make the job fun and rewarding, are ones that lead to more stress. You know, it's the challenge, the performance, the pressure, which is what makes it interesting. And all of that generates stress. And one of the important issues I think is learning in yourself to recognize that, taking care of yourself. And certainly when I started you know, back in the day, no one talked about that. And I think one of the big changes has been really over the last sort of, I'd say five, six, seven years that people have started to talk about it. And I think the profession has put a number of steps in place. I mean, back in um, 2016, when I was chair of the bar, we launched a, a well being portal. And it's a, a pretty impressive piece, which included uh, a lot of information around um, practical tips, support, contact, as well as actual stories from individuals who had had their own um, struggles at various stages in their profession. And I think recognizing those challenges and being able to speak about them, in a sense, is offering leadership to others so that people, I think particularly as lawyers, similar perhaps to doctors and one or two other professions where there are invariably, you know, regulatory challenges around admitting some of the difficulties to do with stress, certainly, and mental health if you end up in, um, in certain situations. So I think that's made it harder for us to deal with it, but I think we're, we're starting to come full circle and grapple with it. Certainly as a chambers, and I think in the context of COVID, you know, we've been very aware of the fact that having closed the building, we've all been working from home. And although we probably before all of this had more individuals who from time to time would choose to work from home, you know, if I'm prepping a big case, I might take my files home and sit here for a few weeks. But that's rather different choosing to do that than uh, knowing that you have to do it. And I think the fear has been the, you know, the emphasis in a little way of, on the increased isolation of individual members. And everyone's in a different situation with different challenges. Uh, and so we've made a real effort to provide the sort of support you were mentioning, making sure that we regularly reach out, that we were organizing sort of virtual get-togethers. Not perhaps the real thing, but again, it's interesting, rather like when we were talking about virtual hearings, you know, actually a virtual get-together can be rather more fun is that the appropriate word I, I if you'd asked me five months ago i probably would have recognized and although we're now starting to come back into the building and people i think generally are very happy about that we have made use of the virtual facilities that we had in the building and so i think in the short answer the longer sort of foreplay in a sense is as a profession as a chamber we need to be better at picking up the signs reaching out um, and making sure that we have support systems in place Because it's not going to go away, the challenge that our job brings, and if anything, some of the things we've been talking about, the increased virtual approach, certainly the increased international element that we've seen in our practice over the last 10 years, all of those things, I think, actually just increase the challenges, A, around the pressure that's applied to the individual, and B, The harder it is to spot the challenges, because if we're all working in different places, you don't have that water cooler conversation where maybe I notice that Fred is looking a bit tired and a bit more stressed and I have a chance to talk to him. So it's making up, you know, it's making up for those things which we've lost a little bit as well, I think.